Welcome to another episode of Mike's Money Picks. Today, we're going to be previewing this week's NFL action for DFS purposes only here on this episode. That's right, we're talking week 13, and we're talking about DFS, FanDuel, and DraftKings. If you were looking for a more season-long approach of, you know, start, sit, waiver, pickup, streamers, stuff like that, head on over to yesterday's episode on the podcast feed, the week, t- week 13 preview, buy or sell. That is a more season-long approach to NFL fantasy football. This one is going to be more daily talking about FanDuel and DraftKings. So I've decided to do it this way because we're getting less college football from here on out. So there's going to be less college football content to produce. So that means that I can produce a second NFL episode. And the Thanksgiving DFS preview went over fairly well. So that means that I can do the same for a whole slate. I'm going to change up the format just a little bit, but this will be a whole slate DFS preview for Sunday's action. So like I said, if you're here for season-long analysis, some of the analysis in here will still apply to season-long fantasy, but the more specific catered to season-long analysis is on yesterday's episode. Check that out. And since you are here for DFS, you might be interested in my full DFS lineups. We've cashed three college basketball lineups in a row. Head on over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash Mike's Money Picks. I've got my lineups for NFL, college football, college basketball, and more available on there. And if you like what you're hearing on the podcast, please rate and subscribe. Trying to go over this podcast to get bigger and bigger, and I can only do it with your help. All right, so that does it for the introduction here. Here's how this episode's going to break down. I'm going to go over the top three studs, top three values, and then top five stacks for this Sunday's NFL slate. So let's go ahead and dive in. But first, a quick word from our friends at Anchor. So we're going to start by breaking down the top three studs. So these are the guys that I absolutely want to get in my lineups. I have no problem paying up for. And even if they're a part of a stack or not, these are guys that you want to pay up and get into your lineups. So these are the high-priced options on this slate that I would be putting into my lineups. The first one is Nick Chubb. So this one is all matchup based because Houston is dead last in the league against running backs, and they're also dead last in the league in schedule-adjusted fantasy points to running backs. So you're looking at just elite-level matchup right off the bat, and the Browns are a pretty big favorite in this one. They're over a five-point favorite, and Nick Chubb averages 21 PPR points per game when he is a favorite of five points or more. Nick Chubb so far this season has five games over 20 fantasy points and all have come with at least 15 carries. I think that in a game where the Browns should be leading the whole way, he will definitely get to that 15 carry benchmark. I think that the fact that Deshaun Watson is returning might scare some people away, but a team's not going to just fundamentally change their entire offense in one week for a guy who hasn't played an NFL game in almost two years. So, I think that you're still going to see a big ground and pound attack from the Browns. I think they will let Deshaun air it out a little bit, but I think that if anything, that might help Nick Chubb because he's going to get less bodies in the box and he's going to get more opportunities to score touchdowns in the red zone. So I definitely think that this is a prime spot to play Nick Chubb, and I think that the whole Deshaun Watson ordeal might actually scare some people away and decrease a little bit of ownership. Second stud that I want to pay up for is Josh Jacobs. So Josh Jacobs has over 30 fantasy points in four games this season. That is the most of any running back, and it's second in the league only to Justin Jefferson, who has over 30 fantasy points in five games this season. Now, here's another thing that's really interesting. Josh Jacobs is super dependent on win-loss for the Raiders. He has over 22 fantasy points in every Raiders win. And in fact, he actually averages 34 PPR points in wins but 
He only averages 14 points in losses, and that's actually helped by a huge outlier because he had 33 fantasy points in a loss against Kansas City. Now, what's really ironic is I talk all these stats about wins and losses. The last time these two teams played, it was a, it was almost a tie. For, for all intents and purposes, it was a tie. The game in overtime went to the last play of the game, and the Raiders kicked because for some reason the Chargers took a timeout. It was one of the strangest clock management scenarios I've ever seen in all my years of watching football. But anyway... We're looking at a game that's pretty much a coin flip, and Jacobs has shown the ability that in a game where his team wins, he absolutely goes off. So why not, you know, put him in there, and if they win, have him go off. Like, like we want to play DFS NFL for ceiling, and this is a guy who has the ceiling if his team ends up winning the game. Now, the third stud that I want to get into my lineups is DK Metcalf of the Seattle Seahawks. So one thing that I like about Metcalf is he's getting a little bit unlucky so far this season. And what I mean by that is he would be wide receiver 15 in expected fantasy points per game, but he is wide receiver 18 in real fantasy points per game. So that means that he is not getting as many points as he theoretically should, which is not his fault. So I definitely think that he's just getting a little unlucky and he's averaging 10 targets per game over the last four weeks. Hey, give me a guy that's averaging 10 targets any day of the week, honestly. And the Rams also give up plus four schedule-adjusted fantasy points per game, meaning that receivers on average when they play the Rams get four points more than their average. So I think this is a great matchup for DK Metcalf. If he can just get a little bit of touchdown regression and a little bit of luck in terms of where his targets end up, I think that he is definitely in line for a big week this week against the Rams. Now let's talk about some value plays. So these are three guys that are under $5,000 on DraftKings that I will be putting into my lineups if I need to relieve some salary, which I probably will, let's be honest. So the first guy that I want to talk about is Jalen Warren of the Pittsburgh Steelers. He is $4,900 on DraftKings. And looking at all the reports, I think that it is more likely than not that he ends up playing and Najee Harris ends up being inactive for this game. That is the most likely scenario in my opinion. And if that ends up playing out, I really, really like Jalen Warren. Currently, Jalen Warren averages five yards per carry, which is a full 1.5 more yards per carry than Najee Harris. And Atlanta has actually proven to be a run funnel all season long. Teams are really successful running the ball against Atlanta. And just the way game flow kind of works out is they end up running the ball more than they're expected to against Atlanta. You know, think back to like the Bears game where Montgomery and Fields both had good days. You think back to the Panthers game where Deontay Foreman was running wild. You know, the Commanders game with Brian Robinson. Like just we've got history of running backs doing well against Atlanta. And I think that Jalen Warren can add to that list today or this week. Excuse me, not today. Second value play is going to be Nico Collins of the Houston Texans. So Nico Collins has actually led the Texans in target share over the past month, which is not what you would expect from a team that has Brandon Cooks. And, you know, Brandon Cooks is still doing his thing. So, you know, it's a good sign that Nico Collins is actually leading them in targets. Cleveland is also very soft on outside receivers. So I think that you've got a good matchup. I think that you've got a good Recent form run in the last month of, you know, Nico Collins getting targets. I think this is a solid price point to play Nico Collins at. The third value is going to be Byron Pringle. So this is a deep cut value. Like he is super far down the board. So Darnell Mooney went out of last week's game against the Jets and he has been, you know, labeled as out for the season. So somebody has got to take, you know, that role 
and those targets, right? And so Mooney actually had a 27% target share and over 10 expected fantasy points per game. And like I said, they got to go to somebody. So why not Byron Pringle, who is way down the board? He is the fastest receiver that the Chiefs have on the roster. Or I'm sorry, not the Chiefs. He was a Chief. He's the fastest receiver that the Bears have on the roster. And he posted a season high in snap share following Darnell Mooney leaving that game against the Jets. So... I don't know. I think all the opportunity is there. I think he is definitely worth a shot at his price tag. If you think, you know, to the contrary of what I do, if you think that Chase Claypool is going to end up getting the Mooney points, then I absolutely understand that as well. But I definitely think it's going to be one of these two guys. I think it will be Claypool or Pringle. They are the most two talented receivers on the Bears roster. And so Pringle, I'm willing to give a shot because of the super low price tag and the, you know, the warning signs that there was in the Jets game. All right, so that does it for the top three studs and top three values. Let's switch on over now, and we're going to talk about five stacks that you can go with. I'm going to talk about why we're going to go with that stack, and then what the stack is, and then what the stack would leave you with to finish with the rest of your lineup. So let's take a quick breather and then go ahead and get to that. So I realized that I just mentioned stacks at the end of last segment, but I didn't really explain what it was. So if you're new to DFS or um, need a refresher, if you are a DFS vet, just skip ahead 30 seconds. So if you're new to DFS, a stack is when you play multiple players on the same team and trust that when that team scores touchdowns, you're going to have those players scoring those touchdowns. So the most common stack is a quarterback and two wide receiver stack. You could also do a quarterback running back receiver stack or a quarterback receiver tight end stack. Either way, when you're playing multiple guys from the same team, that is a stack. Most GPP tournament winners on DraftKings and FanDuel, the guys that win the Millie Maker and all those other tournaments, most of those guys have stacks. Most of those guys also feature a bringback, which is when you play a player on the opposite side of your stack, one of the opponents. So that way, if your opponent keeps scoring, your stack will have opportunities to keep scoring. So we're going to mention here in this segment five stacks with a bringback that will give you options to have a lot of fantasy points this week. So the first two stacks that I want to talk about, these two are a little chalky. In other words, they're going to be very common. People are going to be playing them, and you're going to have to find ways to get creative and get different with the rest of your lineup if you want to play one of these two stacks. So to me, the most obvious stack is a Bengals stack against Kansas City. You know, Cincinnati has beaten Kansas City the last two times they played. The last time they played in the regular season, Joe Burrow had over fantasy points. Jamar Chase had over 50 fantasy points. So you're looking at, in terms of history, this Bengals offense seems to do well against this Chiefs defense. So the Bengals stack would be Joe Burrow, T. Higgins, and Jamar Chase. And if you do that on DraftKings, your average salary remaining would be 46.67. Now keep in mind, that's just with those three players. So by playing a tight end in a defense, you would be able to kind of get that number a little bit higher as you fill out the rest of your running backs and wide receivers. And if you go with that Bengals stack, Burrow, Higgins, and Chase, you could bring it back with Kelsey, which would be your tight end position, Juju Smith-Schuster, or Sky Moore. Those would be my favorite options to do that with. Now, speaking of the Chiefs, the second stack that I want to talk about is a Chiefs stack. So stacking with Patrick Mahomes is always a good idea, y'all. Can't really go wrong with that. And this game has a chance to absolutely go crazy in terms of points. It is the highest point total on the slate. And so, you know, even if you think that Cincinnati's offense is going to go off, 
Kansas City's offense could go off as well. And in fact, the Bengals' defense seems to funnel fantasy points to the slot position and to the tight end position. So what that means is you're going to see a bump from the two guys that play slot, which is Juju Smith-Schuster and Sky Moore, and especially give those guys a bump if Kadarius Toney does not go for this one. So here's what I would do for the Chiefs stack. I would go with Mahomes, Sky Moore, and Travis Kelsey. Sky Moore would really bring your salary down, which would give your average remaining salary to 5117, which is honestly not that bad. If you were to do a bring back with this one, you could obviously do Jamar Chase or T. Higgins. My preference would be to do to Chase because I think Chase has a higher ceiling. All right, so now outside of that game, these three stacks are going to be much less common and much less ownership on DraftKings and FanDuel. So the first stack that I want to talk about is a Jets stack. So the Vikings just gave up 380 passing yards to Mac Jones, who, you know, at the time of recording this, I just watched him on Thursday Night Football not look good at all. And he looked great last Thursday night against the Vikings. So that Vikings pass defense, there's a lot of injuries. They're looking kind of suspect right now defending the pass. Mike White of the Jets has three starting games that he has finished as the Jets quarterback in his career. In two out of three of them, he's eclipsed 20 fantasy points. The other was an absolute dud. So guess what? If you're playing Mike White in a GPP, you're hoping that you get one of those 20 fantasy points. If he gives you the dud, oh well, right? That's what we want in a GPP. We want a high ceiling. So also when you look at it, Minnesota is ninth worst in the league in schedule-adjusted QB points per game. Don't look at the total because they've played some pretty bad quarterbacks. But when you adjust it for the schedule, they're the ninth softest. So I'm thinking this is a really good spot to play Mike White. And I also think this is a really good spot to play outside receivers. They seem to really struggle against outside receivers. Think back to Stephon Diggs. Michael Gallup was pretty successful against them. So my stack this week, if I were going with the Jets, would be Mike White Garrett Wilson, and Elijah Moore. That's a super cheap stack. It would give us an average remaining of $5,933 on DraftKings with our tight end and defense still to be filled out. Now, if you want to switch up that stack a little bit, I could see going with Tyler Conklin over Elijah Moore. I think that's definitely an option. Now, if you're also talking about a bring back from the Vikings side, this would you know eat up some of that salary, but I would personally go with DeMar or Dalvin Cook over Justin Jefferson. I think that Dalvin Cook, he's back to being a workhorse running back. He just needs some touchdown regression, needs to find his way into the end zone, and I think that he could do that against the Jets. Justin Jefferson, I'm worried about going up against Sauce Gardner. Now, obviously, that could look like a bad take you know, a few days from now, but Sauce Gardner's looking really good so far in his rookie season. I would be a little worried about Justin Jefferson going up against him. The second stack. Another super creative stack that should not be very highly owned on DraftKings is the Jacksonville Jaguars. So this Jaguars-Lions game has the second highest point total on the slate, the second highest over-under. And honestly, this just kind of gives off vibes to me of being that game on NFL Red Zone that they keep cutting back to in the fourth quarter because it's just back and forth, back and forth, and you know it's just going crazy in the fourth quarter, and Scott Hansen's losing his mind. So I think that that's definitely a possibility for this game. The Lions are a good offensive team that is not a good defensive team. And in fact, the Lions are actually the softest in schedule-adjusted fantasy points per game to quarterbacks and the third softest to wide receivers and tight ends. Now, one thing they also do is they funnel fantasy production to the slot receiver and to the tight end. So 
If they're fun on fantasy production in the slot, that means big things for Christian Kirk, and the tight end means big things for Evan Ingram. So my exact stack would be Trevor Lawrence, Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram, which would give me 5,800 hours remaining on average for the rest of my lineup. Now, I granted, I did use that tight end position with Evan Ingram, but I still have a defense to bring that up a little bit. And then I've got plenty of value at running back and wide receiver that I can get to with that price. Now, I would personally fade Zay Jones in this stack. I don't know if he can repeat last week's performance of 11 receptions, and I don't think that he's 100% healthy. So, you know, why not go ahead and get a little more value and play Ingram and fade Zay Jones? That's personally what I would do. Now, I think the ideal bring back in this scenario is Amon Ra St. Brown. So Amon Ra St. Brown has been an absolute target machine this season, especially when he's healthy. Well, you know, kind of obviously when he's healthy. But he's been an absolute target machine. And in fact, he has been super incredible when his team scores 25 or more fantasy points. He's gotten 30, 15, 25, 13, 42, and 20 fantasy points in games where his team scores 25 or more real points, which is important because they're implied 25 points here if you look at the point spread and the over-under. Now, I actually like DeAndre Swift as a bring back as well. I think that he's a great GPP play because he's going to bring us a lot of upside. We can be the ones that are early to the party on DeAndre Swift. He had his best usage Thanksgiving Day that he had had since week one. And in fact, he is off the injury report for the first time since week one, which is really impressive because DeAndre Swift always seems to have a Q next to his name. And we've also got a long week of preparation given that they played on Thanksgiving and now they're playing on Sunday. So I think that this is a great time for Smith to have healed up, gotten right, and gotten back into his role in the offense. And we can be a little early to the party if we play DeAndre Swift this week. So with this Jacksonville stack, I actually like really like both bringbacks of Amon Ross St. Brown and DeAndre Swift. Now the last stack that I'm going to talk about is a Los Angeles Chargers stack. So this one's going to be a little bit different. This is a quarterback, running back, wide receiver stack. Austin Eckhart is one of the few running backs that I would do this with. Why? Because Austin Eckhart, if you looked at just his receiving points, he would be a top 15 fantasy wide receiver. That's absolutely crazy. He gets that much targets, that much production, and honestly gets in the end zone quite a bit receiving the football that I think you can treat him like a receiver in this stack. And in fact, it works in your favor because then if he rushes for a touchdown, you're not losing the points for your running back rushing for a touchdown. So I really like Austin Eckler this week against the Raiders for both the air and the ground game and for Austin Eckler. Now, the Raiders are the softest schedule-adjusted matchup for receiving running backs and for slot receivers. That bodes well for this Chargers offense, like a lot, because we got Eckler as a receiving running back and we got Keenan Allen as a slot receiver. So my stack would be Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler, and Keenan Allen, which it's kind of expensive. It would bring back our average remaining salary of $4,633. But again, we have our tight end and our defense to boost that up a little bit. Now, if you're talking about a bring back for this one, it's going to have to be an expensive bring back. It would have to be Adams or Jacobs. We talked about how good Josh Jacobs is when his team wins. Well, guess what? De- Devontae Adams is that good when his team loses. He's been outstanding as an underdog this season. He's been outstanding even in losses this season for those Las Vegas Raiders. So if you think that you're going to stack up on the Chargers and the Chargers are going to win, bring it back with Devontae Adams. Now that's going to give you a lot of, you know, you're going to have to really squeeze in the rest of your lineup, but you're going to have an elite quarterback in Herbert, elite running back in Eckler, 
elite receiver in Adams, and you still have your tight end, your defense, and your other running back and receiver positions that you can squeeze in salary and make the rest of that lineup work. All right, so those are the five stacks that I would be going with this week. I'm not going to disclose which one personally is my favorite, although you may have been able to tell by kind of the tone of how I was talking about them. But anyway, if you want to know which one is my favorite, and how I would fill out the rest of my lineup, head on over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash Mike's Money Picks. My full DFS lineups go on there for NFL, college football, college basketball, and more. Like I mentioned earlier, we've cashed in three straight college basketball contests, which means that I totally just jinxed it, but it's been a really good run over there with the lineups that are available on Patreon. If you like what you hear on the podcast, please rate and subscribe. If you are here for just the NFL DFS action, I encourage you, find the other sports here on the podcast. I've got a college basketball episode that came out later or earlier this morning. I've got the college football episodes that came out on Wednesday. And just we're doing a whole lot of DFS previews here on this podcast that if you're playing NFL DFS, you can get exposure to other sports by listening here on Mike's Money Picks. All right, that does it for this episode today, guys. As always, thank you guys for listening, and I will see you all next week. Mm-hmm.